Hi, my name is Lauren, and you're watching the Grace and Frankie After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Today, we're going to discuss episodes 11 and 12, and we've got this mystery woman to my left. <laughs> Who is she? You'll soon find out. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> This is the Grace and Frankie after show, and here we dance. Listen, my name is Lauren, I'm the host, and I've got some lovely co-hosts, and I've also got a very special guest today. Her name? Again, you'll find out in a moment. I'm going to build the suspense as long as we possibly can. Her. You may recognize her from a little known <laughs> show called Grace and Frankie. Oh my. But, my dears, will you please introduce yourself? Hi, guys. I'm Joel Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joel Monique. Hi, everyone. My name is Danny Golub, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Danny Golub. And my name's Lauren Legrasso. As I said, you can find me at Lauren Legrasso. And sitting to my left, we have the beautiful and amazing Michelle Meredith. Michelle is an actress, comedian, sometimes an Adele impersonator from the great state of Michigan. Woo, woo, what up, I can see it. And you can see her in Pee Wee's Big Holiday, as well as episode 11, which we're breaking down right now, of the season, this one right now, of Grace and Frankie. They're both streaming on Netflix, so get your subscription going. And Michelle, we are so excited to be with you. Michelle's one of my best, I was just going to say best friends, like great mixed great with best, best. Yeah, but yeah. one of my best like friends cool. from college. Mm -hmm. She's so phenomenally talented. Um, Thank and you. And you played the liquor store clerk in this episode. Yes. Yeah. So, Iconic. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, it is. When, you, when you're talking about grace and alcohol, that actually is very iconic. Yeah. I'm that's really Jane hoping Fonda, she becomes like, a regular. I mean, yeah. that, that scene really kind of depicted what would happen the rest of the episode, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. Like, that ride and everything, so. You're the inciting Thank incident. You. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. So, okay. Tell me about what the audition process for this role was like. Um... Uh, this the audition for this was actually pretty cool in that um, I had auditioned for a different part in season one and oh, didn't part? get it. Um, it. It was uh, there was a scene where Grace faints in a Froyo shop. I, yes. Yes. I auditioned to be the manager of the Froyo shop and I like look over and call 911 and there were all these lines. And then oh. when I watched the episode, I was like, oh, it works out that I didn't get that because it was all blurry and you didn't really see her. <laughs> it would have been terrible you for your reels. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, so and you got to act alone with Jane, which is pretty it, cool. It was oh, such a gift. Like when, when things don't work out, it's like, no, there's something better on the horizon. So I... Um, I got called in directly by the casting director because she liked what I had done in the pre previous wow. year and went straight to producers and had a great, great little so, cashier uh, scene. Yeah, you, you did actually. No, I was telling her I rewatched it today and it was even better the second time. So I definitely recommend you go back and watch the cashier scene. Um, but you were saying something interesting when we were talking before the show about how originally in the audition it was different than what panned out. So what happened in the audition that was different? Um, honestly, I, I think what made, for anyone who's trying to be an actor in the business um, who's curious about this stuff, it's like I think the thing that really put me over the edge in getting the part was that was an accident in the audition, we were miming the liquor being handed to me to to ring up, and she kept miming, handing me more bottles, <laughs> and no one was stopping, so I didn't know what to do, and I just kept 
swiping the <laughs> bottles and and it went on way too long and everyone in the room started laughing and I was like oh that worked out that was a great accident so in my head they were we, the mini ones were yeah they? yeah like there's supposed to be a hundred bottles so you just keep swiping and the action was very funny um and then we got onto the set and they didn't have this swipey scanner no. so I just pushed the button which was still funny no it was it so was funny um yeah I was a little bit bummed out that I didn't get to be really <laughs> did you know it was funny when you were doing it in the audition um I mean I thought so okay I, I think I'm pretty funny but and the liquor store which is actually right down the street at least the exterior mm-hmm. that they use when I drove in today I was like did a double take because yeah. the exterior that big clown that they use it's- is Undeniable. right down the street on the corner. It's very it's creepy. It's so funny. When we shot, it was a little bit of a dream come true moment because I used to work uh, at a telemarketing office down on Burbank, and I would Aww. drive past Circus Liquor every day to this desk job. What so you actually concern. shot there? Yeah, yeah. Right oh, you did? I wasn't yeah. sure if it was just the exterior. They, like, they do I that. guess, rented the oh, cool. store, and it was just us in there, and... What a good awesome. note for anyone who's in a job that's not their ideal destiny because you never know how close you are to what you really yeah. want to do. Yeah. That's really cool. It okay, special. what was Fonda like? So amazing. Really? So nice. So beautiful. Sometimes you th- you want people to be like that, you know, and you don't know if they mm-hmm. actually are in real life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she is very she ha- like very similar to Grace in that she has this sort of gravitas, this presence mm-hmm. that you are a little intimidated by, and obviously she's a legend. Oh my god. So, yeah. in- initially I was very nervous, but after a while she came over and was like, alright, Michelle, you want to run these lines? What? And I'm like, shut up! Yes, Miss Fonda, what if you need Miss Fonda? <laughs> um, and she's very open about it, so I could say this, best plastic surgery I have ever seen yeah. in my life. She looks amazing. She is so Flawless. just perfect and stunning and... And like this big, by the way. So, so tiny. tiny. <laughs> I mean, the Fonda workout. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The whole, on VHS. Check available it out. now. That's amazing. Yeah, only good things. Only good that's things. Great. And you're also in the Pee Wee Herman movie, which I still need to watch, and you, but I've heard your scenes are very funny. Thank you. Yeah. So you play one of the daughters, correct? Yes. There is a sequence uh, where Pee Wee goes to a farmhouse, and there are nine farmer's daughters who are vying for his attention. <laughs> so as we know, Pee Wee is irresistible. <laughs> Very much. And um, yeah, it was the it was my first movie and a really awesome experience as well. Another sort of comedy legend that totally. you have all these ideas about when you go in. And he was consummate professional, so nice, so encouraging, talked to everybody, took pictures, all that stuff. So it's cool that you've gotten to work with such big people. Yeah. Those are some yeah. big names. And Michelle's amazing because when we were in college, even she worked on Hung. If you remember on HBO, right? And you know, you just always had it, and it's so cool. I can't wait to see how Thank far you. you're gonna go because I really think you're gonna be a big star. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, and it couldn't happen to a nicer person. And you also do comedy. So tell us a little bit about what's been going on there. Do you want to keep pursuing that? How it's... does that work with your acting? Well, I think doing, uh, I just started doing stand up in November. And I think anybody who's interested in comedy should at least try it because there's nothing that more first vulnerable. Time must have been, yeah. I'm... Yeah, getting up on stage and all you have is you and your ideas. No one wrote it for you. Because at least, mm-hmm. like, when you're doing scripted comedy, it's like, well, if it's not funny, I can blame you. These writers, they don't know but, funny. But, <laughs> you know, when you really suck it up and write your own material and perform it and bomb, because everyone has to bomb, it's an awesome learning experience and, and only helps you creatively in the long run. Right. So I really like that process. I don't know 
if it's not really my long-term goal to be a stand-up, I think you really, really have to love that to, to mm-hmm. pursue it. I mean, the lifestyle and being on the road it's and touring. Painful. Yeah, it's you, you got to <laughs> talk about a thick skin. Ouch. I mean, actors need a thick skin, but comedians, oh, I don't know. Sometimes we get a tough crowd, I'm sure. Yes, you know? yes. So I, I like the the process and, and the creative element of it, but I don't know how long... Um, I'll continue down that road. You'll see what Hopefully happens. Hopefully I'll book something too big. I won't have time. <laughs> Maybe you'll play a stand-up comedian. I would love that. That'd be perfect. Yes, yeah, that'd be perfect. perfect. Get the best balance. of both worlds. Yes. Maybe the next season of Grace and Frankie, the cashier from the liquor yes. store, will come back and pursue her dream of comedy. You know what's funny? About it this could show, happen, right? We always like the small characters in this show. We yeah, love, yeah. we love Brianna's assistant. We love the cashier. You know what I mean? Like those roles make these shows, and mm. they can't be belittled at all. Because we always talk about, we're like, we want more of Brianna's assistant. Like I don't even know that actor's <laughs> name, him, yeah. but he so is so good. good and so funny. And anytime he, anything comes out of his mouth, it's a hilarious one-liner. It makes the episode. <laughs> Truly. Totally agree. So we'll see. You know, maybe we can whisper into the writer's ears, let's make the liquor store clerk (laughs) a bigger part of next season. Because otherwise, I will continue to watch, but I will watch under protest, okay? (laughs) Thank you. They definitely take my, like, opinion into consideration before they write. So we we should be good. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, with that being said, we're going to discuss the episode. And Michelle is an avid viewer of the show as well. So she's going to get in on this little combo with mm-hmm. us, share her opinions Absolutely. with her special <laughs> insights. <Some laughs> and behind uh, the scenes. Yeah, a little BTS accione. But we start out with episode 11. And Before we start, should we make a quick shout out to the people of Orlando? Yes, we should. Go ahead, Danny. I just wanted to say to all of our viewers and to the entire community of Orlando, the entire LGBT community, we stand with you. We stand in solidarity with you. And I know that this show has a lot of those kinds of themes and we're supporters of everyone and everything. And our heart goes out to everyone and the families and the victims. And honestly, everything that's happened in Orlando this weekend, I feel for that city. I feel for our country. And stuff has got to change, to say the least. And we're here thinking about you and sending you love. Absolutely. Absolutely. We we love the LGBT community Just both, and yeah. Q community and we we love our country. So yeah. mm-hmm. anytime something happens, it's like there's a collective hurt. I've just been feeling down all this day. This whole weekend, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and with and the Christina Grimmie thing too. Yes, that's what I mean. That was also yeah. Orlando. Yeah, it's just been a rough weekend down there and... I mean, yesterday, I, like, I have no words for everything that happened, and it's Pride Week today in L.A., and, um, you know, we're feeling it, we're feeling the, we're, we're feeling Orlando in spirit, because that kind of stuff shakes you, shakes you big time, so mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that watch the show are probably also supporters of the LGBTQ community, so before we got into the episode, I wanted to just interject that really quick. Thank you for doing yeah, that. thanks. So, with that being said, it they were a couple of really great episodes. Awesome episodes. Uh, really intense, lots of drama, high action. Hangers, everything. Crazy episodes. Yeah, a lot of action going on. So, this one, episode 11, starts on the beach, and Frankie's burning her vagina <laughs> pictures. Beautiful. <laughs> to music, it was like a really interesting way of opening the show. Yeah. It was oddly, it was emotional. At least I felt... Me too. I like rewatched it today because it had been a while. It was the end of an era. Cool. A yeah, little bit because yeah. of the lube situation. I was really <laughs> hoping that genuinely. would work out for her, you know? And I'm still not over it. Me neither. Maybe it will come back it's into kind of play. like Grace and Phil. I'm not over it. I'm not really over it. Mm. Yeah, I don't think you have to get over Grace and Phil yet. I mean, something else is going to come The lube isn't play. over either. Yeah. Because everything kind of was happening in the same time that last 
episode, and I feel like all three of those things are going to come back, you know? Yeah. They're going to pull I think back. the show does a good job with not just letting something hang, you know? Yeah. Even if The Yam Farmer. I thought exactly. that was going to just hang and definitely no. didn't hang. No. That Yam Harmer. <laughs> He's harming the yams. <laughs> he is. Because he cooks them. To be gentle with That is yams. harmful to a yam. Really kind uh, to it. But, you know, he came back and he, he sowed his seeds. Coming in strong. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Her old friend Babe comes around. Yay. She was amazing. Her She's energy. Firecracker. So funny. I loved her red lips. <laughs> and um, and they start catching up. And Babe is in disbelief that Frankie and Grace are coexisting. Because they've always been at odds. And the last time she was kind of in cahoots with both of them... They were mostly complaining about each other. I like that she was friends with both of them, though, because I feel like there are very few people that were friends with both both Grace and Frankie pre-divorce. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of nice that they have someone that kind of connects them, that, that appreciates each of them for who they are. And rather than being like, why are you hanging out with her, kind of like how Grace's friends were, she kind of embraced it and loved that they were getting along now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it felt like she could feel like they might have worked out a long right. time ago. And she's like, you guys finally made it. Like, you found the sameness in one another, and it's beautiful. And also, to show how kind of diverse Babe is, like, it gives her an instant, like, characterization just in being able to love both of those wildly different people. I love, that was one of my favorite lines, too, when she asks to be caught up, and Frankie mm-hmm. tells her all of the things that have happened, <laughs> and her only response is, you're living with Grace? Yes, yeah, that was an that amazing too. one. Like, literally... She wasn't surprised. So she wasn't surprised. Like, my husband is gay. My, I'm like, all this stuff. Yeah. Just like, that was the one thing. I feel like I do that too, though. With someone that you're really good friends mm-hmm. with, they could tell you, like, all this insane, crazy stuff, but you hear one thing that surprises you're you. You're like, wait, wait, wait. That's a real friend. That's I think she friend. saw yeah. all the other things coming. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing of her living with Grace, she never Shocker. would have thought in a million but years. But isn't part of you like, babe, if you saw that coming, why not give you a No, she's like, you have to find it in your own time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally, babe. So. That's happening. Meanwhile, Robert and Saul have made up. Yay. They're going to their little love den. Hotel. But it turns out it's a real shitbox. <laughs> there's cracks in the walls. There's stains that look like pee. Um, things Loud are happening. music from the neighbors at all hours. Absolutely. But it was kind of nice, that, that cuddling moment. I don't know. That Sweet. was... I felt a little proud of myself because I felt turned on by that. And I'm like... I. I'm turned on by everyone. <laughs> no ageism, no sexism, yeah. no yeah. I felt, yeah, I felt so, on. like, the gesture. <laughs> for me, it was, like, a, a not, like, tur- it was more, like, jealous. I was like, I want what they have. Yeah. Like, that's a really beautiful thing. And it was like, it didn't matter if they were in some crap hole. It didn't matter if they, like, it, they could have been on the floor in the dirt, but they it was just that they had each other, and that right. was what was sweet about it and special. You know, it was sweet that they were able to laugh over everything. Mm. Yeah. I love the breakfast scene between the so two. So cereal. Cereal. That was my favorite. He ate it with a fork, and you know what his comment about, like, the, it gives you the perfect milk to cereal ratio. Is that I, true? I, I sometimes eat cereal with a fork, specifically Cheerios, because it's, like, kind of fun. But, <laughs> oh, you spear them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, when he said that line, like, that's one of those things that, like, a writer must have been like, yeah, I do this, and, like, someone will get that. That person's me, because I've done that before. <laughs> Like his line, it was well executed because I, I feel like as an actor reading that, you could be like, who is gonna understand this? Yeah. Me, I do that. That's actually a cool note in general for writers out there that you can show parts of your personality yeah. through the characters. You're totally. Right. 
So yeah, that was really sweet. Then they danced to the rap music, which, which was like was so oh, beautiful. Wait to use the moment. I was being such like a sappy, like emotional teenage girl watching this. I was like, oh, I love that. <laughs> totally. They're so cute. But then the wall fell down, or the ceiling, yeah. and uh, it was time to leave because they might have perished Gross. if they stayed there. So that's good call. Going good ring ring. <laughs> anyway, uh, while this is all happening, Grace is still having her moment over the whole Phil thing and uh it's a little it's either later in the day or the next day and Frankie's downstairs Grace comes down and she's obviously hung over and sad and she's got her little mask on (laughs) I love that she put the vodka and the watermelon because she's smart I've never done that but I really want to try it too what's it like I've seen it on BuzzFeed they like do one of those tasty (laughs) videos for it and I was, and then I saw her doing it. I was like, okay, this is time to try this. It's like a watermelon vodka slushy. You have and to, it's perfection. What they didn't show you though is like, what you have to do is you have to cut the hole in the watermelon. And you have to like blend the inside mm-hmm. of the watermelon and then put the vodka in. Oh. Get oh. seedless. Do you yeah, drink it then? Yeah, and then yeah, oh. because then there's like a little spigot. It. Yeah, and you just you like turn it. it. What's that called? Uh, huh? A spigot? Yeah. Oh, I like and that word. You just like <laughs> pop it in and then you turn it, and you can like freeze the watermelons. Everything is like really slushy. Okay, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll do the Grace and Frankie after show, <laughs> after <laughs> after show, 4th of July special, where we just drink watermelon drinks on camera. Join it. us. We'll have our liquor our liquor salesman. Yes, yes, that's right. She'll be Heaven. here making us the drinks. Because she uh, moonlights as a bartender, yes. apparently. Yes. Mixologist. Let's write my cool. character's backstory and send this video. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good point, though. Did you Do you, for a part like that, write a backstory, give yourself... I mean, it is a smaller part, but I feel like as an actor, how do, how do you do that? Um, I mean, sometimes you have time in your trailer, and I like to fantasize of all the different ways I could come back. Right. Um, Love but you. I didn't. I'm not like as intense as like uh, Viola Davis, who like does her journaling or whatever, you right. know. Unless I have a a role that I felt like called for it, but um, I would. Yeah. If but, I came back. But for a longer <laughs> role, I mean, like. Yeah. No. I just. I feel like some people like even for smaller roles like really try to get there. Absolutely. But, but yeah, I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I. I probably wouldn't if it was me to be completely honest. But I, I was just wondering. Yeah. How you yeah. Go about that. My main thing was just like be funny. Un, yeah. Be funny. Like another lady is asking. Some rich lady is asking for a really specific bottle of I, liquor. I, I feel like my also would be like, how do I act cool and be act well in front of Jane Fonda? <laughs> you know oh what I mean? How? Yeah. I don't know how you didn't. Like, just vomit everywhere. Fangirl or something. Well, I wanted to until the (laughs) the moment before shooting when she came over and said, all right, let's run these lines. And and she actually ran lines with me. I mean, that was the moment where you're like, oh, she is an actor. And she's just here to do a job. And she's not here to judge me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she wants and to help an, you because if you look good, she looks good. Of course. Yeah. Like, literally in that moment, you had the exact same job. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it was, it, it's almost like humanizing, I feel it, like. It was, yeah, exactly that. And just, she, I, I didn't, I no longer felt like I couldn't do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she empowered sense. you. Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, She yeah. really empowered is a woman's Jane lib. Fonda. Wow. <laughs> Best story ever. And she bought me soup. <gasps> what? Uh, Crafty was empty, so she's like, "I'm getting soup. Do you want anything?" What well, did she wait, buy? Where you? did you? I was say, where did you her, get soup from? Well, she sent her, her sister. <laughs> there was a there was a place across the street. She really wanted soup because it was cold, and someone cold soup. someone was like, "This place is it was it was chilly outside," <laughs> and um, someone said, "Well, that place has good soup," and she kind of side eyed it and was like, "Is it safe?" Is that the Asian place across the street? <laughs> 
I was trying she not to say it. good side eye. <laughs> it was very funny, but then someone was like, well, there's this place, there's this place, there's a Panera. So her assistant went to Panera and got us... Um, I, I should Panera remember some kind of really good. <laughs> it's on North Nashville. Chicken. There's one in North. Like, oh, there there's, one, there's one like mm-hmm. on uh, right by like the Federal Bar over on. Yes, I think that was the yeah, one. Yeah, it's like yep. a, it's a half mile right. away. So the assistant we... did not have to drive too far. It was a half a mile. <laughs> it was not a big deal. We don't have to feel too bad. Now we know where Jane Fonda gets her soup. Everybody, get to your local Panera. Hey, Panera makes a good soup. They do. She loves it and ate fast, like ate the whole thing, and was like, "You're a slow eater." That's my story. That's so cool. Maybe that's how she burns calories while she eats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I her. She looks so good. I can't. (laughs) Was it chicken noodle? It was some kind of cream, creamy chicken. Like it was a little thicker. She got creamy chicken, guys. Mm -hmm. I'm shocked. Jane Fonda does not. (laughs) She doesn't herself. I hope that wasn't like all she ate all day. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get that impression at all. Good. Nah, she seems real. So real. Good. So nice. So, speaking of Jane Fonda, she's in a bar hanging out with workers' comp and abandoned husband. Yes. And uh, that the lady, I'm still not recalling her name, the one uh, who works Zach as the bartender. Uh, Bobby. Uh, she has, like, an androgynous name like me. Uh, Is it Justine? Robbie. Well, let's call her bartender. <laughs> okay. She's Gosh. hanging out with bartender who's really pretty and fun, and I'm glad they brought this character back. Yeah. I wonder if something more is going to happen with her. But anyway... She keeps getting served martinis, and she's playing darts with these people who she's given the nicknames, and she's trying to not feel anything anymore. She makes out with one of them. Yeah. That was... Wow. He's also, like, whoever that is, I don't know if So you, lucky. Yeah, he's, like, so a young lucky. guy who just got to make out with Jane Fonda for a second on camera and has just never been in the show before. Like, we're gonna cast you as young man who makes out with Jane Fonda. I, I wonder no if they idea. ran that <laughs> beforehand so and ate soup together. Yeah, right? <laughs> I gotta ask him. I think we might be friends on Facebook. Really? <laughs> well, yeah. I Who is commented. He? I don't remember his name. But... <laughs> like, I want to well, find we, like, him because like, he's connected to Jane Fonda posted... somewhere. I'll, 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 I'll hook you up. Oh, great. We'll Maybe do it we after. can get him in for the finale and ask him how it was to yes. kiss. Yes, yes, please. I really do. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> Pretty I was cool. so surprised because we did like pass each other outside the makeup trailer and stuff, and he was like, "Oh, I'm in it too. I'm, a, I'm abandoned husband." I was like, "Oh, that's a fun name," and uh, did not. He didn't mention. You think that would be the first yeah. thing he mentioned? It's like, oh, I, I get to kiss her. Yeah, like, oh, I get to sell her alcohol. <laughs> but, you you caused what one death? Yeah, I, would, I could have been like, "You're welcome." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> anyway. So, after she makes out with abandoned husband, she basically gets kicked out of the bar by bartender. And For her own good. Like, yeah. you need to go home and sober up. This is a lot extra. And so, like, semi-drunk you would be embarrassed of the drunk you've reached. This is a lot. Yeah. At 11 a.m. or whatever yeah. it was. But yeah. the saddest thing was that abandoned husband was... Married to here all day. I think that was yeah. Her, yeah. She was crying. So yeah. yeah, that was ridiculous. Rough. So Sad yeah. So twist. she's like, oh, I've now made out with another married man. Yeah. yeah. So goes in the the cab to get home. Meanwhile, uh, Frankie is having dinner with Jacob and her sons, and uh, and. Coyote automatically loves him, which I thought was so sweet, because I think I'd be the same way, so I associate with that. And Coyote is, like, a very intuitive person, so, and he kind of trusts that gut instinct, so I, like, like, like as an audience member, even though I like Yam Man and have for a while, the minute Coyote's, like, seal of approval, I'm like, yes, that person's good. A good soul. Right. But Bud's a little bit more cautious and doesn't want his mom to be hurt again, so he's giving him a hard time the whole time. 
But by the end, they're all having dinner together and they're knitting. I, is that garlic braiding? Is that a real thing? I think yeah, it must be it's for, used like, to like dry packaging. out your herbs. So then once oh. it's braided, you can like hang it up, and then the garlic dries up, and you can use it. Sounds like something as like powder to do. Stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I'm like, I'll just go to Trader Joe's and get the little powder bottle, yeah. or use it fresh and like jam yeah, it down, do. like Rachel Ray taught me to do. Yeah, I love that. Thirty minute meals, got to water. <laughs> but yeah, then then uh, Grace comes home drunk and offends. Everyone. Yeah. She was rough. That was really hard to watch. And it just kept going. And I thought it was going to be over. It was one of those moments where I was like, is this, can, I, can this be done? I'm like having secondhand embarrassment for her. And she mm. was putting her hands in the cake and she was saying really hurtful things to and Frankie. And sitting on Jacob's lap, which yeah. was very, I was scared she was going to make out of him at a certain Yeah, right. that's what I said. I was like, I was, I was almost like in pain watching this. I was like, this has to end. You know, I mean, I feel like people. Everyone knows someone who's, like, gotten to that point before. Mm-hmm. And you you just, like, think of... You kind of associate it with your own life and whoever you know that's, like, been like that. And you're like, oh, my... I, I'm, I just can't. I'm, I can't watch I her do this, this to herself, you know? No, it's sad. But obviously Frankie's extremely wounded. Because she says... What does she say? She goes, it would have been better if I never met you or never started hanging mm-hmm. out with you. Like, that was that she was says, the line that really got her. Uh, you bullied me into feeling. You bullied me into feelings. And then Frankie says, you know, well... You, she goes, you want this to work out so badly. And, and Frankie says, no, I, I don't. And she's like, yes, you do. Because if, if you don't have this, like, me become a better person thing work out, then everything in your life will have been a failure. Yeah, it's really rough. So... Which is total bull. Because while Coyote has had a dip and you could maybe blame that on her, like... No. You couldn't... But you, I mean, I can see where, like, from Grace's perspective, mm-hmm. that would be true. But is a totally reasonable, like, respectable human being. And if I failed my marriage, you double failed your marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, at least my husband likes me. Mm-hmm. And at least we have, like, good times together. I've never been more mad at Grace, like, in my entire life. Grace, yeah. you're so much better than this as a person. That's, that's and to see you get that low is really hurtful. It's like people say you're drunk thoughts are your sober truths or something and that was why it was so hard to watch because I was like I know that Grace doesn't really feel that way why is she saying all this stuff because she doesn't love herself deep down and that comes out in the next episode but when you don't have a good image of yourself and you don't have respect for yourself it's kind of hard to give that to other people because all of those things that she said could essentially be applied to herself Mm -hmm. yeah so it's very very much just deflecting and projecting projecting on Mm -hmm. onto Frankie yeah absolutely did you have stung. something you wanted to talk about? You know, I, I kind of did. Okay. I kind of did. So, I guys, so. school is super important. And when you're going to get your higher degrees, it is expensive. And it's time consuming to pick the right college. We want to tell you about one that's super, super awesome. Chapman University is located in Orange County, California. It's 16 miles from the beach, a little over 30 miles from Los Angeles, and minutes from Disneyland and, and Angel Stadium. Where you went for the first time the other day. I I did, guys, and it was amazing, and if you went to Chapman University, you could get there any old time because it's right there. Uh, They've got a tree-lined, 75-acre campus in the heart of the historic city of Orange, only 8,000 students, which is great if you're worried about overpopulated class sizes where you get no attention and you start falling behind, and why did you pay all this money to go to college if you couldn't get an education? At Chapman, not a problem. 14 people in a class, student facility ratio is 14 to 1, literally dozens of opportunities to study abroad, short trips for an or entire semesters. Uh, best part, 86% of the students benefit from some sort of financial aid, so you don't have to pay for all of this by yourself, which is a total hassle and sometimes impossible. Get the help yeah. you need. Check out Chapman University. You can so go to www.chapman.edu backslash information. Once again, that's www.chapman.edu backslash information to learn if you're a good fit for Chapman. 
All right. Which you probably are. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Why wouldn't you be? Sounds like a pretty spectacular place. Yeah. Put it on my tab. <laughs> I'll take it. So this episode ends with Frankie and Babe shopping for the party that Babe is going to have. And uh, and Grace, while this is happening, wakes up and decides to take a trek to the liquor store. Ye old liquor store. <laughs> and buys a bunch of little bottles from Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, unfortunately, we all knew this was going to happen because they zoomed in on her purse with her keys being left right on the front seat. So gave us some foreshadowing. Yeah, of course, coming through North Hollywood, a.k.a. San Diego, somebody stole it. (laughs) Did did we discuss really quick? I heard that the circus liquor is also where Cher got mugged in Clueless. I I always thought it It was. It is. Yeah, Totally. Totally. I just want to wonder how they also, uphold their reputation with everyone getting things stolen near their cars, their purse, circus liquor also, parking. If you look at like the truth ads with the smoking, also used for those. Really? Yeah, the one where dude has like pulls teeth cash. out to pay for things. It's right there. It's just like an LA staple. You pass it, it's got the creepy clown. Oh, I don't think I'm going to go there anytime soon. It sounds like an unsavory place. No. <laughs> Film and television's most dangerous liquor store. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anything has actually ever happened. They're only no. fictional events. I believe everything I see on TV. You should. Um, <laughs> and everything you read online. Yeah, That's definitely. right. Always. The internet never lies. Ever. And so she's abandoned and she uses a payphone. Was that actually there, or did they import no. that? <laughs> they import that from over. the payphone store. And Jane said, she was like, do they even have these anymore? <laughs> it's a pothole, oh, what, I, what, I thought, what I thought she was going to do was go back into the liquor store and ask to use the phone. Because that's, that's what you would do. In she should have. saying. You know, because like, payphones are very unrealistic. What I would do is I'd be like, yo, cashier, right. can I borrow I your, phone. your phone? They would have yeah. to do an extra SAG day rate, though. I mean, She's like, I'd have so been rude. there for it, though. <laughs> I was so ready. Like, why isn't she I guess, coming I back I guess in? a prop, if payphone is cheaper it's than you cheaper, are. probably. I mean, I could have just had an earlier call time. That's right. Lots of options. She I won't dwell is, on the path. They call her one day Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> so she calls her Frankie, and, and Frankie's like, Find your own ride home, you crazy broad. As Except for the last part. Yeah. Sober and, up and learn your lesson. Yeah, and, and during this too, she, Frankie had also been told by Babe that she would like to die. So that's also very sobering. And Frankie's this got a whole, lot on her soul. Yeah, this whole thing with Babe, we'll get into it now probably, yeah. but um, she is terminally ill and has decided to go out her own way rather than letting the cancer take her life because she's already been through treatment and she wants to celebrate her life rather than dwell on the negative part that she's in right now um and, and so in the most spectacular fashion she's like yeah, i'm gonna party i'm gonna have my an way epic party. Out. i'm gonna invite all the people that love me surround myself with them and go out with some dignity yeah it's crazy though because she like wants frankie to help her which I feel like that's sort of rude. Yeah, she rude. could just eat the pudding herself. That's what I didn't get. I was like, yeah. what if, make it yourself. Because what if? Well, I guess the manner in which she wants to do it wouldn't implicate them. But I just kept thinking, what if she gets prosecuted after the fact? That, that yeah. was the first thing that came to my head too. Is like they could find <laughs> her fingerprints on the. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, this is one of those situations where it's like. There are laws against this. Assisted suicide. Dr. Kevorkian. Yeah, it's so interesting. He was in But Los Angeles actually just passed a law that says if you can consume the drugs and you've cleared it with your doctor, you can now... Choose to choose yourself. Within six months or something, if you have a terminal illness. Yeah, yeah. You have to be terminally ill. It has to be checked with your doctor. You have to be able to consume the products yourself. Mm. But you can make the choice yourself. And I think... 
that you can't do it like to do it alone is so sad and depressing but to surround yourself with the people you love and especially she makes this lovely speech at her party oh my i was like how could you not it's just so moving i made i made a really poor choice of watching it during my lunch at work and i was like my boss was like are you okay i had like red eyes i was like i just watched a really sad tv show (laughs) like literally like it looked like i like had like a breakup or something in my car (laughs) i was like sobbing because this was this was some heavy stuff like yeah this show like we've said multiple times, like, is funny, but it touches on, like, the most serious topics. Mm. And this is one of them where I was, like, laughing and then crying and then laughing. It was a roller coaster of emotion. Absolutely. <laughs> Up and down. Gets yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So here, here's what I would want to do. Like, let's say Michelle wanted to s- assisted suicide herself. <laughs> okay, if this was happening, I would be there with you, but mm. I couldn't feed you the pudding. No. I get that. Yeah, and I wouldn't mix the, the drugs into the pudding. Like, yeah. I'd want you to do it yourself because I couldn't to be party to it. Would you do that too? No, I have a question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was she talking about with the helium machine? That seems, um, like, really graphic. You can overdose on helium. So, um, is that what she would... Cause I, so, the pudding isn't going to kill her? The pudding is going to numb gonna her, knock her before out. she does the, the healing? The pudding is going to help numb her out, and it's also an overdose, but she's taken several precautions to back that up. So, on top of that, she's going to put a bag around herself and asphyxiate herself, but by adding the helium to the bag, it will help so that she isn't necessarily choking. You know what and I mean? She's not but conscious. Like, as Frankie, how can you sit there and watch that happen? How I could, could you, But I Frankie like has to be there, right? She Yeah, she, she sits bedside. She closes oh. the door, and you see her turn off the light, which I think is like wow. TVQ for the lights have gone out and she's passed on. Um, but I think Grace c- could never do that. Grace is very I could never sit there while my best friend is doing that to her. Totally understand. I think Frankie, like she even says, like her life, her death, her choice. Uh, she's mm. going. To, she for Frankie. I think she has to sit mm. there. Every every part of it is a spiritual journey, and for death is so. I think for Frankie and her kind of mystic self is so in tune with life. How could she abandon her friend at this last, most crucial? point in her life how would she not be there sick to my stomach honestly like to think about someone that you love that you've known for so long like make this decision and i i feel like i'm more i on grace's wavelength in terms of being able to respect it and i i show up for them and i'm i'm there for you and i care about you and i love you but being in that room like i that is like i would pull the bag off her head you know what i mean i couldn't yeah with frankie i'm not gonna let you sit and suffer for the rest of your life and i'm definitely not going to leave you in what are your literal last seconds on earth um i think what frankie did and to see the struggle that frankie did like she was like i don't think i can grab this part like i'm here and i believe that what she's doing is good for her and her best and in her best interest but i don't know if i can go through with it and so clearly it was struggling i can't imagine it'd be easy for anyone in this position um, but I think it's a beautiful testament to how deeply Frankie cares and loves yeah, that she true. would put herself mm-hmm. in such a position. I completely agree. I think I mean, shows less shows that Grace. I mean, well, both, but Frankie is a great, great friend. Like yeah. there is no one that compares to. And I think this is juxtaposed with what Grace said to Frankie about like mm-hmm. how you're not a good friend. You're selfish. You're doing this all for you, not for me. Whereas like this literally is in the same episode or the episode after, mm-hmm. and she's showing that her friendship triumphs literally like life you know yeah. what I mean so and Grace realizes that she does I mean that well we'll just skip around for this because we're a little bit short on time today but yeah. the the moment where she goes to the fridge and um, where Frankie standing. goes to the fridge to get the pudding and she's not sure whether or not to do it and Grace is standing right beside her and was like you're an amazing friend I I could never do what you're doing and I if you had said those things that to me that I said to you 
I would have been feeding you the pudding. That's yeah. That was a so, great line. Yeah. That was profound. And then the other moment when um, they're in the the house, uh, Babe's house, and they're having the party, and she's giving the speech, and Grace walked in. That's when I started to cry. I got oh, chills. Oh, me too. As when I live in Grace, yeah. is that Grace? I'm done. Oh, I'm done. Okay. I'm going to cry again thinking like, about it. it because was... that showed me Grace's true heart. Yeah. You know, and who she really is. Underneath all the crap and underneath all of the pushing down of emotions, that's who she really is. I mean, she's really built herself up to be a certain kind of person. I think a person that she's had in her mind for a long you time. Know, and, and, she, and she was there till like the last second, yeah. you know, which I thought was really brave of her. Like, she went all the way upstairs with them and was like, okay, now you can take it from here, you mm-hmm. know? But like, I, I, it, I wanted Grace to show up. I didn't know if she would, and I definitely didn't think she'd go that far. So I give that character a lot of credit, and I also think that a lot of people can relate to that, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. there are people that people put in categories and put them in boxes, and, like, they can prove you wrong, you know? And Grace just, like, totally broke down a lot of walls that we didn't... Like, glass season Grace would have never done something like this. Oh, gosh, no. Or even the call with Brianna, yeah. where she says, you know... That actually love- really oh, hit me uh, hard. Yeah. Something about having an honest conversation with your mother, or realizing that your mother is vulnerable. Well, what Brianna said to her, she goes, well, this isn't a surprise to you. You don't love yourself unconditionally mm-hmm. either. Yeah, I feel like... I thought that showed a really great understanding of, yeah. like, her, Brianna understanding her mother, being like, I didn't take it personally. I didn't expect to be loved unconditionally because you push yourself hard. And yeah. because you push yourself hard, you push me hard. And I know Brianna could not be in the position she was in if Grace wasn't her mother and driving her to that. And she loves her life. So I, I thought that that was kind of a, a really nice way of, like, I know this news hurts you, but it didn't hurt me. Mm-hmm. Your actions, however unaware of them you were, didn't have any negative consequences over here. And I thought that was really lovely. I think it was a good wake-up call for Grace because now she maybe realizes what the real issue in all of this has been. Yeah. And that's been self patred That's lack what you said about the last episode with the way she out... Like, kind of written back... What do you call it? Like, outlashed? What's the word? Uh, lashed out. Lashed out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little dyslexic today. So I lashed out. That's right. Um, I've had about a million flubs, so. Um, <laughs> lashed the out at uh, Frankie. So, yeah. Yeah. That was a beautiful moment. So, uh, let's see. What else do we have on the list? The party, death. Oh, okay. This was a, a lighter moment. Mallory and her whole interaction with her dads mm-hmm. now. And the baby. Um, <laughs> yeah. Gosh. This fucking guy. <laughs> oh, my God. I have to rewind it like five times to hear it. There have been a few <laughs> moments in this show. The yeah. last thing that Robert says when him and Saul were about to leave each other, he says, get out. But I kept hearing, like, Sarah or something. I kept like I, I was watching with my <laughs> so mom. We're like, straight. what is happening? Like, I'm so deaf. I have to watch everything with subtitles, anyways. So oh, that's that smart. That would be so smart. Oh, for the last episode, we'll do that, Danny. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. watch the subtitles. subtitles. That would have helped because I rewatched this scene probably six times Me before too. I could understand what she said. So the baby said, and it's fine to say we're, we're not supposed to swear a lot on After Buzz, but if we're quoting, we're fine. So this fucking guy <laughs> yeah. um, about about um, Saul. Yeah, about Saul. So it, was, it was really funny. The tone, the tone for a kid to like say completely monotone to like this over here. And I like that her mother's impression of them is kind of like she's like grandma and such like a kid with him. And then when it comes to like Saul, she's like, I don't know about you. This is all new. It's all so eager to be grandfatherly. It was so funny. Yeah, I like he's kept saying condominiums. Like he had to say the full word. Yeah, um, doesn't it make you want to call him? 
Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> the best part, though, was when um, Mallory was saying to her daughter, you know, what did you say? She goes, it's the F word. It starts with F-A. She goes, oh, it's like fudge. She goes, fallopian tubes. <laughs> She's like, that's the worst word she knows. Respect that she knows about the female anatomy. That's though. why I thought yeah. it was great. Started young. Kind of like five. <laughs> yeah, right so on. funny. I didn't great. know about Educated. the fallopian tubes until fourth grade sexual education. So. As much, but as Grab much less. as good, yeah, it's still pretty you. young. Yeah. But as, but as much as like, <laughs> as much as I love, like Saul, and I think he's endearing. Like sometimes I am like this guy. Like yeah, he's, he's so annoying. Sometimes he, also he gets annoying. Like no, I love him. He's great. I love him. No, I do I love him. Way. But like. And no one else in this show could have said it. That's why it was funny yeah. that they had the five-year-old say it. You know what fair. I mean? Like, there are certain characters in, in all shows. Like, I love I love The Office. And, and Michael, too, Michael and Scott. Like, the, you could say this exact same thing about him. Yeah. You know, like, he just doesn't always, like, know what's coming out of his mouth. And, like, sometimes you just want to hit him. Yeah. Saul's <laughs> awesome. Fair. He's got such a beautiful heart. And obviously we love him as a human being slash character. Yeah. But sometimes he is really annoying. And you He's, do want to say this fucking guy. Yeah, so, totally. <laughs> I feel like he's such a sweet guy that you can't really like attack Saul. Like even Robert, in his anger, couldn't really attack Saul. I think the way he would have pretty much anybody else in that situation because yeah. he's just such a gentle giant. Where you're just like, dude, come on, get it together. I see where you guys are coming from. I get it. He's so, a yes. little bit of a boob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like the right. He's a gay boob. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love him. Oh, bless him. So they work it out and they find out that it's because Mal's been saying. This fucking guy about <laughs> about Saul, which is valid. Yeah. It's totally it's valid. valid. He cheated on her dad, and uh, you know, basically made some poor choices. So. Yeah. So she and she's was... she's already been feeling like she's getting cheated on, yeah. which we find out as well. Which we knew something was up because we've yeah. yet to see her husband this season. She's pregnant. You think her husband would be like omnipresent? You know what I mean? Yeah. Rather Not than... just pregnant, like bedridden, can't do yeah. anything. Pregnant. I yeah, was, was confused as to why she could suddenly drive when she's more pregnant, but she couldn't stand, like, flawed. weeks ago. I think that there was... I mean, I think she, like, maybe was having, like, a... I think what they were trying to make, like, a temporary mm. bad reaction oh, or something. Okay. Like, because okay. maybe she was, like, sick or something. You know, I think that she was probably working on something else, and so they needed something, and she was pregnant, so let's just make it that, you know? We'll give it to them. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> forgive uh, them. And highlighted the absence of the father. Like, she's yes. been and she's coming by. Maybe that was just a... I wonder what that she actor's Ubered up there. to. We didn't see her yeah. behind the wheel. <laughs> so maybe she Ubered. And she's going... But the thing that was crazy to me is that they... She said that they were inducing labor, right? Because uh, they make a joke about it. She's like, I gotta have them, like, stick a metal thing. I mean, her dad's like, probe oh, her vagina. Yeah. They do that when the baby's, um... When the baby's coming soon, I know they probe. Like they put an yeah. actual scope in there. Right. I'm really terrified of yeah. it. Yeah. Very rude. Induce labor. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, well, we should also mention uh, we pretty much hit everything, yeah, right? Did. You feel good? Yeah. Do you want to make some quick predictions? Lightning Your fast. After Buzz TV predictions. Lightning fast predictions. Oh. That was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was coming. So, guys, what do you think? Women, I should say. For, for next week. Uh, next week is finale. It's the final one. Uh, I think we're going to get something big with Grace. I think that she has to go back and confront Phil. Like, the way she left things there, so messy and really undecided. And I feel she's internally still conflicted. So I'll be interested to see which road she takes. If she's like... No, I've, I'm rising above all of this, and, and we have to separate. Or if, like, I'm kind of hoping she's like, you know, 
maybe dinner is outside and we don't have to have the intimacy of a relationship, but I do love you and I think we can be together in a way that is respectful to your current situation. Interesting. Hmm. Um, I'm like a little torn for predictions. I, my brain is really stuck on this babe thing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if they're going to pick up where they left off or if, or if it's just we accept that she's passed now and then we... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I've been thinking about is are we going to pick up still at the party because they do that a lot with this with mm-hmm. this show. They pick up, like, exactly where they left off or, like, in those exact moments. Like, if Frankie was painting, we'll show up with her painting and then move on to the next storyline. So I wonder if, like, because it was a death and they turned the light off, I noticed that. I wonder if, like, we're just done with closing that chapter or if we're going to start up there again, you know? That's kind mm-hmm. of my... Right. I felt a little unsettled with Me it too. still. I didn't feel I was... closure, really. Exactly. Almost as if... I wasn't sure if it had actually happened, even though we did have that symbolism and imagery. I didn't really think about it until Joelle said it. Because I noticed the light went off, but I thought that just meant, like, they were going to, like, start. I still don't... I'm still not sold that it's happened yet. Same here. I think we're going to find out more. So whether or not it's happened, or if it has happened, the aftermath, something more is surrounding that. And I think we're going to... funeral, or... Yeah, maybe that would be something nice to end it with. You know? Because I feel like that's, like, a a chap... Because at the same time, like... Saul and Robert knew her. You know what I mean? Like, I think the whole family's probably knew her, so it could be, like, a nice closing moment for the show. If I just predicted that, that'd be very cool. It's been very splintered this season. I agree. So So that would maybe bring something to bring everyone together. If I just predicted that, that would be very cool. (gasps) I haven't watched, I swear. She's prophetic. (laughs) All right. Oh, oh, Michelle's already seen it, so she can't um, say anything. I do... No, never mind. Oh, just in case. I can't remember if it happens or not. I wouldn't want to be right. (laughs) I I hate to be right. It sounds terrible. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that wraps up this episode. We have one more next week. In the meantime... We're making a wedding cake. <laughs> well, yeah, we need to bring in cake Crash. next week. Do it. I eat. can bake. Okay. I'm not looking to make 100% promises yet because I don't know what my plans are for next weekend, but I will If you make can bake, we'll let me it. know yeah. and yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. buy one. There will be cake here. <laughs> there will be cake. All right, guys. Um, what are your handles of Twitter and other things? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Danny Golub. Uh, I'm Joel Monique. You can find me everywhere at Joel Monique. And check out blackgirlnerds.com for my review on Finding Dory. <gasps> I like uh, Michelle Meredith, uh, Instagram <laughs> at Michelle Meredith one and Twitter at Mimere, M-I-M-E-R-E. That's right. And my name's Lauren LaGrasso. I'm at Lauren LaGrasso and I'm playing a show at Bar Lubitsch on the 21st of June. Yay. So come be my friend and continue to watch our after show. Like us, rate us, review and have a blessed day and we will talk soon. Yay. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.